Welcome to the Race Ride Seek podcast with Curve Cycling. I'm Jesse Carlson and this is episode six. Pretty proud of myself there. I remembered what number we're up to for the first time ever. Um, in this podcast today, we, in the virtual curve shed, um, we will hear from Sarah Hammond on the night before the Race of the Rock started. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a discussion between Sarah and myself um, about the race coming up and what she's thinking one day before the event. Um, the Race of the Rock is, just for a bit of background, it's a 3,000 kilometre predominantly off-road route from Albany in WA this year all the way through to Uluru, um, starting with the 1,100-kilometre Mundabidi Trail, um, which is has a, quite a mixed bag of different sorts of mountain biking terrain and, and dirt roads and so on, um, spectacular coastal riding, forest roads and so on. Um, and the route then has about a 1,000-kilometre commute stage before hitting the Great Central Road, which is a, um, a dirty shortcut through um, the centre of Australia, straight through the Great Victoria Desert, um, very remote, um, stopping at the back of the Olgas um, in the final run into Uluru. Uh, so the idea of the race of the rock is it finishes at the rock. It might start different places every year. Um, this year it's a very remote course, um, huge distances without water or food um, unless you know where to find it out there. Um, and so riders really need to be prepared. Um, after the Indy Pack, there was a huge amount of interest in the race of the rock, which to be frank, scared the crap out of me. Um, It's a very different event, um, a hell of a lot tougher, I guess you could say, a lot more remote. um, And so reluctantly had to put a bit of an entry process in place to, I guess, it's uh, unfamiliar for me, but I had to try to stop people from entering. Of course, you can go out and ride this thing whenever you want. Public roads, it's a a public access course, but... um, I really wanted to, you know, given the year that we've had, it's been a pretty rough year for us all in this little um, bikepacking community. So I wanted to make sure only the people who really, really wanted to be there actually fronted up at the start line. And so um, you hear a little bit tonight um, on this podcast with with Sarah and the chat with myself um, about some of the riders who, who've signed up as well. And... Um, yeah, just hear what Sarah has to say, um, what's going through her head in the lead-up to the race. Um, she was the only person to finish the full course last year during the race. Um, diabolical weather struck and, um, yeah, there was there was a really treacherous conditions that she had to fight through to get to the end. So um, she's definitely one tough competitor. Who knows, maybe she'll be the only person to ever have completed the race to the rock. Um who knows if anyone else will finish it this year, or even if she will. Um, let's take it over to Sarah. So it's the night before the second running of Race the Rock, and I'm joined with Sarah Hammond. Thank you for joining us this evening. You're welcome. So we had a we had a fun fun evening last night, meeting all the the other races. <laughs> How did that go? So good. It's um it's such a mixed group of people and genuinely excited. Just couldn't wipe the smile off any of their faces. They all wanted to be there and just yeah, it was it was lovely. It was really, really good. It's been pretty cool seeing the excitement <laughs> in them. I think Jules, the Jules. weather today has been diabolical in 
Albany. Jules went out riding for an hour in the rain yeah. and, and was sitting there waiting for the race to start. Still, in you know, his lycra for tomorrow. <laughs> all in his gear. He was that excited. Um, uh, it's great. It, it's been exciting seeing some of the all the pack lists coming together. Mm. Um, Fernando had a pretty interesting addition on his kit. What <laughs> was that? Star Wars cup hanging from the back. So <laughs> this didn't surprise me. Fernando's great. But, yeah, just so many different personalities, but just that genuine love of wanting to ride their bikes for a very long time. So, And all of them, I guess, for the first time, yeah. except for you and I. Yeah. So Kev's done some really long stuff, um, but nothing as long as this and nothing as unsupported yeah. as this, I would say. So, How many days has his stuff gone for? Usually... Usually well, about three days. Yeah, multi day, but yeah. not yeah, not. And when do these races usually get hard? <laughs> about day three days. Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mm. all that excitement. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna wipe that off their faces. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's yeah. The it was really cool hearing some of their stories last night. Um, Kev Kev's story was fantastic as well. So he's riding to raise some money for Quebeca. Uh, we learnt a little bit about that. Um, that charity effort um, and heard how bikes uh, change change lives over there so mm. um, in underprivileged children and, and adults as well like, have, mm. have a lot of trouble um, just with transport they're f- often forced to catch taxis which can be um, a huge a huge portion of their salary so they're just paying all this money to go and work um, and so Quebeca has this program where they where they give bikes to uh, needy people, um, and it sounds like there's a they have to earn earn mm. these bikes as well. It's not yeah. just that you just don't get a bike. You have to there's a there's a process you need to go through in order to get them. That sounded a little bit. Kev explained it as kind of like the race to the rock entry <laughs> process as well. Um, but that was fantastic as well. So um, the bikes change lives. They mean that um, that people can feed their families and. He told some stories of uh, his favorite story was he saw yeah. these these two two girls on Quebecer bikes um, blasting down a hill, um, and they got to the bottom and turned around and started to go back up again. And he asked them what what on earth they were doing on their on their bikes because he always <laughs> asks when he sees the bikes. And they said, "Oh, if you go fast enough, the radar camera flashes." <laughs> so, so for them, it was just you know it was really bringing some joy into their lives, um, living in some really really um, mm. horrible conditions. So, um, table, yeah, table behind us gave Kev ten dollars already. Yeah, to... that's right. They heard the story and donated. So, um, so yeah, look up Kev's. We need to post it on the rest of the yeah, page. Yeah, we we yeah. posted it, did we? Yeah, okay, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So have a look on the Race to the Rock Facebook page, and um, we've got a link to to the charity as well, so you can yep. donate to that. So it's a really worthy cause. Um. So we're um. Yeah, it's the night before the race. How are you feeling about everything, Sarah? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm more settled now than I was for the last few days. Um. I think the nerves have settled a little bit. It's probably because I'm in a food coma because all I've done for three days is consume about 85 times my daily calorie intake. So that's been that's been awesome. I'm actually already over the race 
race food and I haven't started racing. <laughs> so looking forward, yeah, already looking forward to finishing to eat salads. <laughs> I reckon I've got about 30 kilos on you and I reckon... I've been, been matching you. I reckon you might have even been beating me. I think <laughs> we had the same for lunch, but I noticed you had a shake as well. And you'd My also, second one. Yeah, you, had a, you had another, you had a flake shake before lunch as well. It's crazy. Uh, wow. We ate, what did we eat? Two wow. fillet of fishes with double fish. Horrible. It was disgusting. I don't want to admit to any of this. Um, so yeah, I'm over the eating plan already. Mm. Um, oh. So what's going through your head? As you go into this uh, this race, I'm just looking forward to getting going. It's the same with any race. Once you take those few pedal strokes at the start, I guess all the build up just kind of it's kind of like a little bit of a, a bit of relief. Um, this one I think is going to be a bit harder. There's definitely um, you need to be smart in this one um, if you haven't done your research and. Don't know your refuel stops and especially the hours. Um, they could be some really long stretches. And I think they will be for a couple of people that are willing to go that extra that extra mile without uh, possibly making a refuel stop. So for example, you could land somewhere one day and your average speed to get to the next one the following day may not quite cut it. So then you're faced with the following refuel station, which, you know, this could be a pattern that goes on and on and on. So I think in this race, people may be forced to possibly wait for opening hours, or the alternative is carrying, what, two to three days worth of food. And mm. <clears throat> that might sound simple, but it weighs a lot and, you you just don't know. You don't know how much food you're going to need. You're burning more energy every day. But, mm. um, yeah, who knows? Like, I had these same thoughts last year, and I had a couple of really long stretches, so I kind of know what I'm in for. Mm. But um, I, I like that. I think that's exciting. It's um, I think everyone's looking forward to the Mundabitty. I'm actually looking forward to the Great Central Road more, probably because my mountain bike skills are shit, so I don't want to do the first <laughs> section. Um, so, yeah, expect me to be sitting at the back of the pack for the first few days. Um, it's all strategy. Great central road. just gets more remote as we go on, and I like that. I like not having anything around me and nowhere to hide and just being alone with myself. And depending how the weather goes, could shape... Um, how comfortable that ride is, but um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the services are kind of um, awkwardly spaced out there. Yeah, there's not... some stretches that are, you know, 250, 300 ish mm. k's between food stops. So, what that means is, and the opening hours aren't long, so it just means that if you get one, yeah. you're not going to get the next one, no. um, unless you, you know, you you slow it down a bit or yeah, there's just no way you'll you'll cover that distance. Um, the three key roadhouses towards the end, mm. they all shut at like three on the weekend. On the weekend, yeah. Yeah, it's they're crazy hours, like yeah. for people that are travelling, even people in cars. Like, yeah. well, you know, it's it's, it's super remote, so they're yeah. not getting a lot of traffic out there. So, no, there's, I mean, if you need fuel out there, they'll there's a call out. Yeah, um, and they can, you pay them pay them an extra twenty bucks, and they'll open it up. But they won't do that for. You know, to, to feed you. Um, mm. 
So, Never know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might yeah, be the first person to make that happen. Yeah. Lock, up, lock up your caravans, people. I'm just coming. <laughs> Sarah's going to steal your cheese again. <laughs> anyway, um, so but and and how you how are you feeling about um, taking off and and doing the Munda Biddy? You've you've been saying you. Your your mountain bike skills aren't aren't the greatest, Mm. but they're about a billion times better than they were last year. Yeah. I didn't have any last year. (laughs) So anything's an improvement, isn't it? It was probably your third mountain bike ride (laughs) last year, wasn't it? So you've done a couple more since then. I'm not great at it, and Mm. I'm getting there. Yeah, look, I'm not going to be fast. I don't think I'm going to be fast through that section. I don't think anyone's going to be super fast with, you know, 20 kilos of bike and... It's been raining a lot these last two days. More so today, it hasn't stopped, and the forecast tomorrow is pretty much the same. Possible hail, that will be nice. Yeah, we... um, it's going to be muddy, so we, we don't really know what we're in for. I'm not, none of us have ridden the Mundabiddy. We don't know what it's like when it's wet or muddy. Or... Well, Fernando knows. Oh, Fernando, actually, Fernando's sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He was more worry about the pea gravel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like fun where our bikes will just sink. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really don't know what I'm in for and I'm kinda good I'm I'm good with that. Mm. I don't wanna know all the time. I think um ignorance is bliss. I know some people say that's silly but it's well, um I suppose you carry all the stuff to be ready for all conditions, so Yeah. You've just gotta deal with what you 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 get yeah. given out there, so and just be really cautious of resupply points. There's yeah. there's camping spots everywhere through the Mundabiddy. So like every yeah. was it thirty five forty k? There's a camp spot. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think shelter is going to be too much of an issue out there if people are smart. Mm. But um, yeah, there might be a bit of mud to contend with, yeah. and it might take a couple of days for people to settle in. It's not the greatest way to start, but. Mm. And what's the strategy with these races? Do you do you have to just try to destroy everyone at the start and um, get a get a massive yep. lead? Yeah, that's that's yep. what you're planning to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, you got to ride as hard as you can <laughs> for the first at least the first hour, <laughs> and at least everyone has to have a go at winning the race for at least three minutes. Give everyone a chance. Yep. On the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's, yeah, completely destroy yourself for the first day. Are we joking? But, um, <laughs> what do you... Yeah, I mean, the race doesn't really start for a, for a few three days. Three days, right? three so. or so days. It takes three days for all those niggles and everything that's hurting for the riders to realise mm. that's that's what these races feel like. It's um, You kind of get your touring legs after a few days. Mm. Um, but it's that third day where you'll see your first dropout. Mm. Then normally about five days, but um. And so, what do you think as you see these people right off into the distance on the first uh, day? Do you do you sort of sit there and go, "All they, right, I'll, you can almost I'll see hear my you. eyes rolling." I'll see, you. I'll see you in a couple of days, or <laughs> I'll like, see you later on today. Yeah, or? yeah. <laughs> Indie Pack was like that. It was funny. Everybody, because we had those perfectly placed rollers out of Fremantle. We could have taken the dead straight road, but no, we did the rollers. And people were killing themselves up that. And I'm just like, this is bonkers. 
We've got five and a half thousand kilometres to go and people are trying to collect cups through Strava or something <laughs> on the way out of Fremantle. Like, whatever. People Strava, are running. just for those who don't know, I think <laughs> Does anyone it's, know some, it's, yeah. it's something on the internet that people keep telling what you about. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> some, anyway. some computer game. Um, <laughs> and people are running red lights just to get ahead on day one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, yeah, there's the the race doesn't start for a few days. It takes me a few. It takes me a good day even to get my legs going. So, and I haven't been doing a lot of riding lately, so it's going to be a bit of a rude wake up tomorrow. Yeah. And so the weather, I mean, it does look a bit it looks ugly. Dreamy. I mean, we wouldn't even have to look at the forecast. Um, you know, given there's a bike race on, mm. the yeah. forecast is always diabolical rain. Um, I think every so, time I said the word bike race today, the rain just got yeah, heavier. Got heavier. Yeah. <laughs> so can you describe the the rain? So people people are used to riding in a bit of mud if they head out on mountain bike trails, yeah. that sort of thing. But oh, I don't know. There's something special about the sort of mud that we seem to come across in these events, mm. and, and perhaps it's just that we're just trying to ride through the through these things on all conditions. So can you? Can you describe some of the mud that you came across last year? You know, the mud. It was concrete. The mud last year. I remember day one, um, thinking that there was no way I was going to get through day one. The mud for all of us. I think we were all, <laughs> except for Gunther, <laughs> um, having to walk our bikes because he had a the internal was it the trailer roll off or whatever yeah, it was yeah he had a roll off and a roll off, drive however you pronounce it <laughs> road past you but yeah, yeah the mud was so bad that every time I would pedal it would be caught in my chain and it would just the chain would push itself off my chain ring and I'm sitting there going this is ridiculous like this mm. mud has superpowers but once you got a little bit further in towards the um Unadatta track, that's that's where the real mud was. Mm. Like, we had a few tastes of it earlier on, but the roads were closed from this mud. Mm. So this is not just everyday... It's like glue. It's, yeah, it just... Every time you, you wheel goes through it or any part of your bike touches it, you have to clean the bike off. And you go through this mud pit and then you get out and you clean your bike and you ride a kilometre up the road and then you've got to haul ass through another mud pit. And it just got... Like, your feet would sink. It was just like sinking into concrete and you are hoping to God that you pull your leg out, your shoe was still attached. Mm. Um, so it was... Um, it slowed, slowed the race down dramatically, but... Then you had the complete flip side of the mud. So when it dries, it dries it dries like concrete. Mm. Um, so you've got these four-wheel drives tearing through these, these roads and just carving the roads up. So when it dries, it's like all these edges. Mm. Like and gutters, sharp yeah, gutters. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and sometimes you just have to hope to God. It's like riding on tram tracks, like yeah. riding in them. Yeah. So your sidewall would hit them and you just come off your bike or you'd stack or yeah. I constantly stacked on them at night time because you just didn't have Same. enough vision. So this month's this month's hideous. Yeah. I've got good I've got experience a good, I know. Some good experience of crashing on that stuff too. That's I know, great I was trying to leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. You end up having to dig chunks of rock mm-hmm. and mud out of your hands. So yeah, that was that was good fun. Um yeah. 
but anyway, so um, who knows? It could be some of that to contend with over oh, the next few days. Please. Yeah. Um, could be mud. There could be... So we'll have a good chance of sand further in. Mm. Um, no reports on sandy stretches. There was a few last year. Mm. Get ready for bugs. Yeah. It's anything like what I had last year. I hope the guys have a mozzie net at the very least. That stuff's hideous. Well, you had um, you came across a an old. I'd say it looked like it was an old mate of yours at <laughs> at the Colborough Roadhouse <laughs> after you were having a pretty loud sook about the flies I think mm. you were well to, it's fair to say you yeah. hadn't showered at that point for, no, for no, quite some time you didn't notice time. the flies in the car did you no uh, for quite some time <laughs> you were coated in flies there wasn't <laughs> we had to, chicken was eating we, we, my we, lunch yeah we weren't sure whether it was you or just a fly nest um, <laughs> oh anyway, so, so terrible yeah, but, but no you they, they, as you were um <laughs> trying to swaddle these flies off this, this fella um, came up and gave you a handy tip what was it? so this you have to picture it this guy must have been about 70 something came over and like revealed like this magic cream that he claims would keep flies off you so he starts like <laughs> it sounds like dabbing this cream on my face where I just, I was like sold on the word magic. I was ready to just start rolling in it, whole body. Um, and he's like, just dab it on your face. And he said, just let the flies come near you and they'll come close and then they'll just fly away. And this stuff worked. It was incredible. And I'm just like, give me, give me, give me more. Like I'm putting on my arms, my ears, all of this. And he's like, whatever you do, don't wash it off. Not a problem. Wasn't washing. <laughs> um, so, and this cream was incredible. It was just like a natural cream instead of like an Aragon. Um, and I still had about 250, 300k to go. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Maybe more even. Yeah. yeah, and I was so excited and I thought the conversation was going to end with him giving me the cream. And I'm like, where? And he, which he didn't. And he's like, I'm like, where can I buy this? And he's like, oh, you're Lara. And I'm like, oh, the finish line. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> but this cream was awesome. And we got to the finishing line. And it's the first thing I bought. And I brought it along this year. Yeah. So no flies on me. You donated some to me. I as donated well. <laughs> some to you as well. Fantastic. So. Look out, yeah. flies. That was an interesting scene there at, at Colbra Roadhouse last week. As an out. <laughs> As an outsider, just watching it. So Sarah's talking to this old guy who's dabbing this magic cream on her. Meanwhile, a chicken is on the eating, ground eating, it's, eating her lunch. Which happened to be an egg sandwich, <laughs> which is, is kind of weird because it was eating its eating, bait, it's so, eating itself. Yeah, very, very odd, <laughs> odd scene going on at the Cogra Roadhouse. Um, there's less than 12 hours until kickoff. Yeah. So you excited? Yeah, yeah, I'm going for a bike ride. Woo. <laughs> no, I am. I'm looking forward to some time out. See some new roads, see some new things, do some new stuff. It'll be good. Cool. Um, see what what happens this time. So, no, it's exciting. It's, um, yeah, it's a bike ride. What about you? Are you excited? Well... well I was super excited, <laughs> but I've had a few issues, as it turns out. You're still riding. 
Well, yeah, I hope mm. so. I need, to, I need to get something sorted out for my bike. <laughs> well, we can't talk about why you're not starting tomorrow. We've had a couple of setbacks. Well, should I give up all hope yet? What's the no, time? It's no. like quarter to nine. What uh, time What time do couriers work till? I don't know. Mm. Um, we're no. actually, we're penalising Jesse this year. We, um, we thought we'd handicap the race a little bit and possibly let him start on Sunday because unfortunately we had a couple of technical <laughs> His wheel don't work. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, look, I don't need a handicap. I can't seem to finish any of these races hey. anyway. So, um, no, but... <laughs> Not letting you was, start this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't even start them anymore. <laughs> don't about finish them. I can't even start them anymore. <laughs> Times are tough when you can't even start, <laughs> start these races. I suppose I keep saying the toughest thing's getting to the start line. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to come true. Uh, uh, anyway, no. So I was, uh, yeah, riding happily, to dinner on happily Friday. riding to dinner um, the other night, and um, realised my light was a bit flickery, and <laughs> and then I thought oh, I was just a loose connection. I didn't put things back together properly on my Dynamo hub, so I reconnected the Dynamo, and then to yeah, the, the light yeah. wasn't working anymore, and then. I thought, okay, well, maybe I've I've just screwed up some cables or something like that. So anyway, I thought I'd just check the doomsday scenario immediately. So the first thing I checked was I took um, I took Tiff's wheel, Sarah's Sarah's <laughs> wheel. We'll call her Tiff around here. Um, we took Sarah's wheel and put it on my bike just to see if things would work. And of course, everything worked just fine. Uh, I put my wheel in Sarah's bike and nothing was working Uh-oh. on her bike. So. That indicated that it was an issue with the Dynamo hub. Didn't have to check anything else. Um, so yeah, the the Dino just ter- chose that moment to die. I don't it's know. Maybe it just thing. got maybe got crushed mm. on the flight or something like that. Who knows? Um, either way, it's a good thing to know uh, there and then. The guys at Curve um, flew into action, and within yeah, so by the next morning, that was Thursday morning, yesterday morning, mm. they'd built a new wheel and sent it off on a courier, um, yeah, to, to Albany. And, um, yeah, unfortunately... They've lost it. <laughs> they've, lost, <laughs> they've lost the box. So yeah. the curve guys went above and beyond, bent over backwards to get this all done and um, we've been let down by... Thanks, Toll Priority. By, by Toll Priority. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. No Christmas cards this no, year. Sorry. No. So um. it's... um. Uh, look, it's it's a big shame um, that, well, I haven't given up all hope yet. I'm no. still waiting for a phone call to come through while I'm doing this right now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it will be a big shame not to join everyone at the start. I get a lot of joy in seeing all the excitement in the other riders, seeing mm. Jules um, <laughs> just today waiting around in his Lycra um, and meeting the guys last night as well, seeing their excitement and... Um, and Kevin as well taking the time to come all the way out from South Africa to do it. It's just amazing. It's really, it's really uh, amazing Jeff's to have right. such a, you know, a small crew of people who just really, really want to be there. Regardless um, of application process. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of application process, they just James. they just be there anyway. Yeah. And one fellow, we've got another guy who's just shown up as well, yeah. um, James, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah. you start. You just yeah, start we'll a start. little bit later. And yeah, so you know what's going to be awesome is watching him just pick people off. 
because it will happen. It'll be great. You'll you'll be starting. You'll have carrots to chase, and it's going to be great for people back home to watch you start late. Well, that part's not great, mm. but yeah, it's going to be entertaining for you to. At least you can check in. You can get some video footage. We wanted to get a doco together for this, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can film the other races yeah, while you ride past them. Yeah. them. We did podcasts on the yeah, fly. Yeah, you can sneak up great. on them. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Just scare them while they're yeah, sleeping. Yeah, see, this, the plan's working. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> when they're asleep, just wake them yeah. up, yeah. We can use some of the tricks that we've seen over the last couple of years as well to scare people. We need those, what were those masks? The Jason masks. Oh, God. Take some of those out. <clears throat> never. Um, that should never yeah. happen to me again. Or just do what some of the dot watchers did to me on the Trans Am. Just wake you when you're sleeping yeah, for wake, a photo. Wake you while you're sleeping. That's cool. That's, yeah. that's a good idea. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to make friends, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, anyway, so hopefully I can start um, a little bit later. And um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as I get a wheel, I can get riding again. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it was just a. It would have been. Um, Shit happens. Yeah, it would have. It's just a bit annoying. Um, it's better that it happened now than in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, which would have been, which would have been a little bit tough. Um, mm. I mean, the wheel still turns, but um, you could only ride at daytime. Yeah, could only be able to ride it during the day or for limited time. There's just the, the issue with this route is um, you're kind of restricted to just riding in daytime hours unless you do have a dynamo because there's really not much Gosh. in the way of charging facilities out there. Um, Unless you carried a hell of a lot of batteries with you and ran a you know battery LED light or something like that, mm. but um, anyway, yeah, it was we were really hoping to get the wheel in today and it wouldn't have been an issue, um, but that's that's how it is. So anyway, we'll um, we'll sign off now and um, I'm gonna get some sleep. Let let Teeth get some <laughs> sleep before before the big day tomorrow. All right, we'll call the best for the for the race, Teeth. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> All the best for me getting to the start line at some for point, I guess. putting the race on. Oh, no, it's a pleasure. All right, we'll see you again next time. Okay, it's Jesse back here again. I've just made the lonely ride back down from the start line of Race to the Rock back to the motel room. Um, yeah, it was a real shame not to be able to head off with the guys this morning. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see the clouds part for a little bit um, and the rain cleared around about sunrise while we shared a bit of a moment thinking about the riders that we've lost this year in our little tight-knit community um and yeah we had a bit of a group group photo at about 10 past six and um 6 21 we had a bit of a minute to take a moment to think of those who couldn't be there and those who we, we've lost and um because mike oh he down tools at 6 22 so that's where we're we're picking up we're picking up where he left left off so all the riders kicked off at 6.22 all excited um, to start their trek to Uluru so I'm just trying to work out how I'm going to get um, my wheel sorted um, I've got a I've got a new wheel that the curve guys have, have built but the Curie company seems to have lost the box on the way over so it was meant to arrive yesterday paid um, a lot of money to try to get it sent over quickly and uh, yeah, so hopefully it turns up today, in which case I'll, I'll be giving the guys a 24-hour head start um, and hopefully start tomorrow morning, same time, Sunday morning, um, from Mount Clarence. And uh, yeah, if I can catch them, it'd be great to have a chat on the way through and see how they're going. Um, but 
I don't know, they're, they're going pretty quick out there. There's some really strong riders, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to catch them, but it'll be good to have a few carrots dangling up ahead. And, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe we'll all bunch up somewhere along the way anyway. All right, so that's it from me. Exciting start to Race the Rock for 2017. Oh, I should also say a bit of drama also at the start line when Sarah Hammond um, looks like she just deleted the Garmin file for the route. So she's trying to set up her Garmin and went, oh, where the hell's the route? So anyway, luckily it was just before the start. So I, and I wasn't riding, so I gave her my Garmin. And um, so I've got to try to find a... Uh, another Garmin cable now and load the route onto Sarah's Garmin, which I'll take myself. So that was that was all a bit of fun at the start line. Um, I think Kevin as well was trying to still work out a little bit how to how to reset his his e treks. Um, a little bit different to the usual Garmin's that people are familiar with, uh, in that you switch them on and they're always they're always counting, they're always on. So you've got to reset them to to get the clock back back to zero and the odometer back to zero so that was that was quite funny so um a few of them charged off down the hill and a couple of them were still waiting at the top trying to sort stuff out and then um yeah i think jules as well he just wanted to make his own time and not bomb down the hill with everyone else so he waited till everyone left and then then off he went but yeah it was great to see um a bunch of a few a few supporters up there as well taking photos and and wishing all the riders well uh, it was great to see the excitement and smiles on their faces um, as they as they headed off, all, all the riders. So, yeah, all the best to them on their way to Uluru. Um, I'll check off now and try to sort my wheel out uh, so I can hopefully start my ride tomorrow. See you later.